the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q this is the midday news for thursday september 1st in the headlines DFP executive and owner of Carafeed, Jeff Ballard, says the power of the vote and voter determines the future of a country, and it is time to settle the issue of dual citizens being able to vote and contest elections. Government schools in Antigua will have security guards from Monday after the director of education told cabinet thieves are breaking into schools and stealing furniture, computers, tablets, and other valuables. And Donald Trump's attorneys still want an independent master to assess the documents the DOJ recovered at his home, while the DOJ alleges Trump's lawyers obstructed FBI agents' search for classified records. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. Get the funds you need now, just in time for back to school with Courts Ready Cash. Plus, if you apply before October 3rd, you will be entered for a chance to win your loan free. That's right, when you take a loan for school expenses from Courts Ready Cash, you could be the lucky winner of up to $10,000 of your loan amount. Also, when you visit us during the month of August, you may receive free gifts like back to school essentials, gift vouchers, Courts Cash, Radio Shack coupons, and much more. Visit your nearest courts or ready cash location or apply online at readyfinancecaribbean.com. Conditions apply. Courts ready cash. We are ready when you are. Offer ends October 3rd. DFP executive and owner of Carafeed, Jeff Bellet, is of the view that the power of the vote and the voter cannot be addressed passively as these votes determine the future of the country and its citizens. Bellet says the issue of dual citizens being able to vote in elections has often been met with controversy. However, it is high time that Dominicans make it clear as to where they stand on the issue. As it stands, dual citizens are able to vote but aren't able to contest elections and other initiatives along those lines. As a result, they often live abroad and only come down to vote at election time. On the other hand, there are dual citizens who are active in their home country and contribute enormously but are still limited in their contributions. Bellator opines that we cannot have both, and he therefore calls for a clear line as to limitations as well as opportunities. But the person who is a, a, a dual citizen, she's able to participate in the election, which has more power than a candidate, because the person who is voting has more power than a candidate. I would like to see one or the other. If we are saying, if you are a dual citizen or citizenship of a different country, you cannot participate in, uh, to be okay. a member of parliament in the election, or... And if you cannot participate to be a member of parliament, you should not be able to vote either. Or you make the law that dual citizens uh, who are registered voters and we meet the criteria to vote within the five years who are eligible to vote should also be eligible to be participating. You cannot work with the devil and work with Jesus at the same time. It doesn't work. Jeff Ballot. According to Thomas Leja, General Secretary of the Dominica Public Service Union, there are ways in which performance is appraised, and as a result, the system provides an opportunity for public officers to be evaluated annually or within six months. Leja also expressed concern about situations in which public officers are not evaluated for several years. There is a way of appraising performance. So the system makes provision for a public officer to be evaluated. Annual evaluation, plus you have it done six months or so. 
uh, we have situations where people have been have not been evaluated for a number of years and i do have some concerns and do have problems in that because if you are say a supervisor and you are supposed to appraise your subordinate what it means is that you are being paid part of your responsibility part of your task is to evaluate that person and if you are not doing it and not doing it in a timely manner then you are not really doing what you are supposed to do later added that another thing people must understand is that there are some positions in the public sector where individuals may lack some qualifications but have completed enough courses to be compared to the level of qualifications of a bachelor's degree and as a result exceptions can be made for that person to be promoted the other thing again that people have to understand is that not all positions but there are some positions in the public service where people may not have some qualification but when you check the number of short courses, for example, that they would have been involved in, they would have participated in over the years, and you add that together, then it adds up to, say, a bachelor's degree. So that is something, when we speak of people being in the service for a very long time and not having some certain qualification, you cannot totally ignore that because exceptions can be made where the person may not have a bachelor's degree in a particular field but that person may have done short courses, you know, of a few weeks duration. And when you add everything together, it amounts to a bachelor's degree. DPSU General Secretary Thomas Slater, senior pharmacist at Jolly's Pharmacy and co-host of Jolly's Health Vibes, Jacinta Fagan-Defo discussed the recently circulating hand, foot, and mouth disease. She stated that the disease is common in children, particularly of the age of 5 to 7, but it does not mean that adolescents, parents, or adults are not susceptible to getting it. It is, however, more commonly seen in younger children. Hand, foot, and mouth disease is a mild, contagious viral infection common in young children. The illness is usually not serious, but it is very contagious and could spread quickly at schools and daycare centers. Fagan Defo goes on to outline a few of the signs and symptoms which are more dominant in the disease. Which means the symptoms in those areas would be um, the dominating areas of focus. Okay. So fever is one of the first presenting symptoms. A child may complain of not feeling well. They may lose appetite as well. There you may see some blisters inside their mouth, mm -hmm. um, their tongue, their gum area around the mouth, um, cavity as well, the oral cavity, bases of their hands as well. Mm -hmm. You will see some blisters, some sores arising, mm -hmm. and their feet as well. I mean, those are not the only areas on the body that they can um, present, but those are the most common areas. Um, even the buttocks area, areas where you see those blisters coming about. She made mention that these physical signs typically begin to appear within three to six days. The disease's rate of transmission is at its peak during this time. She emphasizes some of the measures parents and guardians should take to prevent infection from spreading inside their homes because skin-to-skin -skin contact can speed up the rate of infection. But if you do have other children, especially around the same age, then isolation is a possible um, option okay. as much as possible, um, proper hygiene is also warranted um, because, you know, we've dealing with the children, cleaning them up, bathing them. I mean, you also stand a chance, you know, as adults and with other children 
daycare centers, you know, you see a higher rate of, of other children acquiring that condition because as you can imagine, you know, the playing with each other mm-hmm. and they're more inquisitive. So, right. Right. So they're, they're the contact with each other mm-hmm. and also placing their hands in their mouth, ah, yes. you know, can also increase um, the risk of, of spreading. But in terms of prevention, we are stressing on proper hygiene. We cannot stress that enough of showing the children, you know, how long to wash their hands for, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, showing them, you know, to avoid putting their hands in their mouth as much as you can. Pharmacist Jacintha fagan Defo, During a press conference held yesterday at the Discover Dominica Authority, events assistant Kerwin John Baptist stated that the DDA is bringing back the popular hotspot activity from 2019. This activity was implemented to promote the World Creole Music Festival while giving members of the public the opportunity to win tickets to the most popular festival in Dominica's history. John Baptist stated that the public's response has been positive thus far and the first prize won from the first hotspot in 2022 was a season ticket. So we're back again this year with the famous hotspots. In 2019, we introduced the hotspots, going to the local bars, your favorite bars, and bringing the Creole Festival vibe energy to your favorite spot, basically. This year, we're back again. Um, we started last week, Friday, that is the 26th, and Nens Minimant in Bellevue, and the patrons really, really enjoyed that experience. um, Anyone who viewed that experience via the live would see that we had ticket sales available. So the promotional ticket sales at 300 for the season pass is available at the hotspots. Also, patrons got a chance to ask, answer, sorry, a question about the Creole Festival, gain more information, and got a chance to win. We had a few winners who got actually our first spin for the night was a season ticket. We had a few who got nightly tickets and who also got prizes from our sponsor, Josephine Gabriel, and uh, Digicel, with headline sponsor. He listed some of the hot spots that will be added to the list of 2022 activities. We have a few more hot spots that's going to come on, and I'm just going to list them out for you right now. This Friday, that is the 2nd of September, we will have our hotspot at Point Michel at Chambers Bar, that's on the Hollywood stretch, which will include our DJ, Ambassador Selector Urban, so that's this Friday. On the 9th of September, we will be going to the Valley, that's Rosa Valley at Trafalgar at Viewpoint Bar, featuring our Ambassador DJ Snow. On the 16th of September, we will be at Jimit at By Denver Bar and Grill. On the 23rd of September, we'll be Dubla at West Seven Bar and Grill. On the 1st of October, we'll be at Tulips in Portsmouth. On the 8th of October, we'll be in Margaret at Last Flight Bar. On the 15th, we'll be in Good Hope at Ashill's Bar and Grill, and on the 22nd, we will sum up at Gable's Bar in La Plaine. DDA Events Assistant, Cohen John Baptist. 
it often feels like we are living in an era of modern day slavery and it is up to us as a people to elevate our mental processes but that takes the right type of education the voices of the common man are often heard but taken for granted or other times those very voices are not even heard many citizens are now speaking up and claiming that the times in which they now live make them feel shackled some arguing that it is of their own doing while others state that with the right type of education they can elevate themselves out of the shackles the people of dominica are subjecting them themselves now to slavery again they are being re-enslaved by their masters we talk about slavery but i always say slavery is our our fault it's our our mindset you know we can change our own mindset we can make us who we want to be you know, if you're drinking alcohol every day and you realize your face is swollen and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you're supposed to be strong enough to know, you know what, I have to stop drinking alcohol because I'm not looking like what I'm supposed to look. You know, and that's what our people have to understand. Our people cannot settle for less. And I don't know why. And it's a, it's, it's a thing they have adapted to, especially for the past 20, 25 years. So that is real exploitation going on. And I don't know when that's going to change in this country because everybody sit back and relax. Everything is okay, but everything is not okay in this country. Education is important, but the kind of education you use determines the outcome you get. So if I educate them on why they do what they do, then all that does is to reinforce what they do. But if I educate them on this other thing, which is more important to them, and I engage them on that, then that is what becomes important to them. All the thought processes that are involved in the explanation of their past behavior become irrelevant. A police operation intercepted one Suzuki Swift car registration number TP677 in Libya at about 6 p.m. on Tuesday, August 30th, and conducted a search of the vehicle. Acting Inspector of Police Fixton Henderson details what was found and seized from that vehicle. He stated that two persons are assisting with police investigations. 27 9mm pistols, one Glock 40 pistol. 108 rounds of 9mm ammunition and in excess of 40 pounds of compressed cannabis weed were found in and seized from that vehicle. Two persons are currently in police custody assisting with the investigation of this matter. Acting Inspector of Police Fixton Henderson, Tourism Minister Denise Charles says her ministry is working on certification for those in the tourism industry who have experience through work but no formal certification, as well as those whose certificates are not internationally recognized. Charles was speaking at a post-budget consultation hosted by the DAIC this week. Most people have a list of experiences or places they work, but they don't have a formal education or they didn't go for a formal certification program. We have partnership with the Ministry of Education, which can provide that. Or also some who had certifications, they were not internationally recognized certificates. So we have to partner with a hospitality institute that can offer us, because that is going to be critical going forward. Tourism Minister Denise Charles and Communications Officer of the Ministry of Blue and Green Economy, Petra Grell Schillingford, says farmers are preparing so that there will not be a shortage of vegetables, meats, and fish this independent season. She says her ministry has also been making preparations behind the scenes. She was speaking at a World Creole Music Festival press conference on Wednesday. So the national abattoir, you will find an increase in the amount of fresh chicken and pork that is available for sale. Improving of the two major fisheries complexes, both in Roseau, Marigold, and of course, functioning in Portsmouth. So there's adequate fish storage, so no need to look for imported fish. 
We're saying we're making linkages with the Lion Taris Kitiwi women who vend. We're making linkages with them to ensure that their storage is adequate and the fish liaison officers have been there to make sure. As you know, Titiwi is harvested every month on the third quarter of the moon phase. It's time for harvest. So in September, we'll have fresh Titiwi and in October. So no need to be scrambling about or saying, I cannot get that on the menu. She has urged vendors to challenge themselves to prepare meals that are 100% Dominican. We want that to be on an island-wide scale. So from the time the visitor arrives at our airport or the seaport, they want to know they can stop at a shop in Marigot, they can go to Concord, Bell, Sylvania, throughout the city, and they can get a drink that is 100% local, a snack that is local, local bottled water, and a meal that is prepared and from local products. In other news this afternoon, Antigua's Director of Education last week addressed the Cabinet and raised the issue of security of the school plans, saying thieves are breaking into government schools, damaging windows, doors, and other infrastructure, and stealing furniture, computers, tablets, and any other valuables which they could find. The thieves have rummaged through the desks of principals, scattering documents, papers, and books on the floor, and engaged in other activities that have hampered the school's productivity and caused all users to feel a sense of insecurity. The cabinet last week agreed to have security cameras installed on the perimeter of the buildings and also within certain offices that are attractive to thieves. The cabinet also accepted the proposal of building strong rooms or large safes on the compound of each school where highly valuable items could be stored each night. Purcell was accompanied to the cabinet meeting by his accountant and other officials of his firm. He pledged to do everything he possibly can to ensure that the school's when opening on Monday, September 5th, will have human security available at all the government schools across Antigua. And Donald Trump's attorneys responded to the U.S. Department of Justice Wednesday, still claiming an independent master should assess the FBI's August search of his Florida home and the government's documents they recovered. The DOJ has said that an independent master was unwarranted and on Tuesday laid out a possible case that Trump's lawyers allegedly obstructed FBI agents and other officials as they sought out classified records. Robert Coster reports from Washington. In its own filing, the Trump legal team called the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago unnecessary and claimed the Justice Department has mischaracterized their interactions with investigators but did not get into much detail. The battle over a special master or independent review of the seized Mar-a-Lago documents has heated up with filings and counterfilings by the Justice Department and Trump's lawyers. At issue, not only what Trump had at his home, but the alleged conduct of his attorneys. The DOJ's filing late Tuesday most strikingly laid out a possible case that Trump's lawyers could face legal vulnerability for allegedly obstructing FBI agents and other officials as they sought out records. You know, obstruction here, according to the Department of Justice, is that they were told uh, false facts. Some legal experts say that the Justice Department's spotlight on obstruction means the probe could expand. They were told that all the documents have been turned over. It turned out they had not been turned over. Not only that, there were twice as many documents not turned over, and they were all through the personal residence in an insecure location, and uh, documents classified at some of the highest security classifications. In their filing Wednesday night, Trump's lawyers did little to address possible obstruction, except to say one specific event, the June 3, 2022 meeting, has been significantly mischaracterized. A reference to a key meeting where the DOJ says a Trump lawyer told investigators 
that all sensitive documents had been returned. Trump's lawyers also reiterated what they claimed are the former president's rights to assert executive privilege, adding those determinations are best served by the appointment of a special master. During last month's search, FBI agents retrieved more than 100 documents in over a dozen boxes or containers in his residence, including some at the most restrictive levels. Many Republicans in Congress continue to voice support for the former president. You never want to use the power of the office to go after political adversaries. That would be wrong. And so we just think the uh, DOJ should explain a great deal more. A Florida federal judge and Trump appointee Eileen Cannon will make a decision sometime in the coming days about whether she will appoint a special master to review and return the evidence collected at that Mar-a-Lago search. There will be a hearing this afternoon in West Palm Beach. A new Trump lawyer, Chris Kyes, is expected to be part of the Trump argument. He's the former Florida solicitor general, now part of Trump's legal operation. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of our headlines. DFP executive and owner of Carafee, Jeff Bellet, says the power of the vote and voter determines the future of a country. Government schools in Antigua will have security guards from Monday. And Donald Trump's attorneys still want an independent master to assess the documents. The news is brought to you. Compliments Courts Dominica Limited. I have been your presenter, Kimberly Benjamin.